Welcome to the Pinion Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher, uh, visiting with Hall of Fame coach Dick Briggs, as we normally do about this time each week. We're uh, coming to you from a balmy southwest Cedar Rapids, where, uh, as you can see in the background, beautiful golfing weather over here. Not. <laughs> but, yeah, I think we're both, uh, we both dug out and hunker down now after that uh that first big snowstorm of the season. Yeah, we uh we survived what John Haggerty called snowmageddon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've been pampered all the way up until that point and then it just we got a whole uh, season's worth of snow in about 30 hours. So <laughs> I uh my parents that are 96 and 95 and live there on their own in their own house. Call my mom called and said, "Take pictures because in our ninety six and ninety five years, we've never seen it come that much come down at once." Really? Wow! <laughs> wow, that's saying a lot. Now that uh, I know there's some more to come, but hopefully it doesn't interfere with uh, uh, any of the wrestling action this coming week. Do you have a, a teeing up with Briggs uh, subject? I do. We can use that as our transition into. The high school. So, so, all right. So this this week's topic is girls wrestling versus boys wrestling. All right. So at the high school level, and uh, and others actually, uh, we're deep into the second full year of sanctioned, plus the add-on of the Iowa High School Wrestling uh, Coaches and Officials Association, three or four years that they had there. Uh, and I wanted to share a few similar similarities and differences. So I ref the high-powered Anamosa girls tournament last Saturday, and we'll discuss that in a few minutes. But I found that the quality of skill is just not quite as high as the guys yet, as you would guess. Mm -hmm. you know, what, what are we, two years into the sanctioned program? However, the quality mm -hmm. skill is extremely high and has made a jump in the last five years. I do see a, a gap you know, between the experienced and the, and the inexperienced girls. So there seems to be still quite a gap. So some of the girls that have been wrestling their whole lives and, and then some that are just joining the sport and you don't get that as much in boys anymore with, you know, guys that join the sport, you know, as a high school athlete, sadly, right. I really wish that was not true, but anyway, um, I think the girls will catch up to the boys in the skill level very soon. They're just pushing hard. Uh, I see no differences in the will to win or with the intensity and I'm not shy when I say that as much as I like to watch the men compete at the, in the Olympics or the world championship level, I like to watch the women more. And uh, here's my thoughts on that. They try moves, they go out and hit moves and uh, it, they just, they're out there kind of gunning. And uh, whereas the guys typically will hit a move and then they'll play the push out game or the, the, the uh, um, passivity, trying to get a passivity point or whatever. And so I'm kind of disappointed there. There's a, it's a little more calculated and there's only a, a couple of attacks with the guys, it seems like. Mm -hmm. um, that's just my opinion. Uh, many girls' teams are still trying to fill their lineup and to avoid forfeits. Many ha have complete, but so we're still kind of trying to get that. They're, they're certainly better at that. Uh, and, but then again, there's boys' teams that struggle with that too. So um, that's, that's going to be an ongoing battle. Uh, girls bring a new level of loud to a gym. Not just decibel really? level, but also an octave level. <laughs> it's like, whoa, I need earplugs sometimes. Uh, anyway, uh, girls also bring a different level of flexibility to the mat. 
had a girl that had her arm behind her head and was down here scratching herself over here. You know, <laughs> not really, but could have been. And, uh, you know, with her flexibility in her shoulder. And then a couple of matches later, I had another girl that's up here with the same move, half Nelson, uh, that's that's going, ah, you know, like, <laughs> so, I mean, it's just girls are so flexible. Uh, I had one girl with her feet all the way back and laying all the way back with her feet underneath her. And, and I'm going, oh, geez, for potentially dangerous. And uh, seemed to be, she seemed to be all right, but just you just never know. And so anyway, um, uh, girls I think you're describing different... you describing that. I think I popped uh, a ligament in each knee just listening to you describe the position she was in. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and, and lastly, girls bring a different perspective to the man. <laughs> After getting whooped. By a girl, she has stood, the, the loser stood up and was shaking hands with the winner and, and said to her opponent, it, it would, she grabbed her with both hands and said, it was truly an honor to wrestle you. <laughs> really? Yep. And then and then uh, a little bit later, one of the other officials, after I told him that story, he says, that's interesting because I had a girl that got whooped, got pinned and stood up and said to the girl at once, says, I really like your shoes. <laughs> so, so there's still a couple of differences between the boys and the girls <laughs> yep. you know you know but that reminds said, me but having said girls keep wrestling like a girl because it, it's it, it's i love it so i'm so glad that it's a girl sport now that that reminds me of a, a story with uh cedar Rapids, washington heavyweight blake roland who was a state finalist uh you know blake was was had a big frame and was strong. Um, and I just remember uh, Matt Hatcher, we were talking about just, you know, how much potential he had and stuff after one of his wins. He had a really nice win. And um, I can't remember when or where it was at. And he goes, you know, he goes, if I could ever get the kid to – want to go out and, you know, get mean instead of jumping up and wanting to hug his opponent and shake his hand, you know, um, he goes, he could, he could jump so many levels if he wasn't so worried about being friends and uh, hugging his opponent after the match. And it just kind of reminded me of, of kind of what you, what you mentioned, even though, you know, I, I know what Hatch was saying at the time, um, but it is refreshing to see you don't have to be just, you know, it, there, there are different mentalities and, and stuff that, uh, that can be involved in the sport. And that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty, pretty cool. Right. Uh, I mean, I can tell you lots of stories like that, but through the 30, almost 40 <laughs> years that I coached for sure. It's just guys, guys are doing, but, but the girls, this a whole different perspective. I love it. <laughs> yep. And what's what's the tagline? I think it's the uh, National Wrestling Hall of Fame and muse museum's uh, tagline uh, that wrestling's for everybody, right? Yeah. That's. And I think that uh, that fits too to what you're saying, um, as well. Well, hey, since you mentioned uh, since you mentioned the the girls' perspective, you're at Anamosa. Why don't we start there um, with our look back at high school uh, action last weekend? 
Um, the Anamosa tournament uh, uh, won by Cedar Falls, uh, despite Decora having five champs, right? Right, and Cedar Falls only one champ. Wow. So a lot more balance or right. so, uh, depth so there. Cedar Falls had a champ at 105 and Chloe Utzler, and, and then had three runner-ups and a third, and they had 13 of 14 that placed. And then, like you said, uh, uh, Decora had <laughs> five champs, and uh, yep. and uh, you know, so they were. It was by the way, the team score was uh, two to two twenty nine Cedar Falls, two twenty Decora, and then third was East Buchanan, one ninety two. Benton Shellsburg was fourth at one eighty, and then Bettendorf was fifth at one seventy four. Very high power tournament. Prairie finished sixth at one thirty seven. Mount Vernon was seventh at 119, Independence eighth at 116, and uh, Lindmar was ninth, 104, and Anamosa was tenth at 79, and Jefferson was was eleventh. There was 18, 19 teams there, so big tournament and really lots of quality there. Um, so good good wrestlers. I I think there was like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna not remember it exactly, but Brett Jones told me I think there was like 30 four or 36 ranked girls, uh, four state champions, uh, one yeah, Fargo, wow. one Fargo champion. So it was the quality of Russell in there was just, was through the roof. Incredible. Um, that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, Decora's five champions, um, Chloe Sheffield at 100, Amelia Wadsworth at 140, Anastasia Simon, 145, Lauren Luzum, at 155, and then top-ranked Naomi Simon, who I believe is the the Fargo champ, uh, that uh, Brett Jones, who we both know really well, dating back all the way to the early 90s, as he wrestled at Prairie, um, wrestled against some of your Jayhawks teams, and uh, uh, put a whipping on me in high school and in, and in college at the UNO Open once. I'm going to... A couple of things about Brett. He also wrestled for my brother up at UNI. He's a heavyweight yep. up there for him. And then he uh, had a business that he did in the summer and uh, a roofing business. He, had, he actually roofed my house. The, that was the roof that flew away. Oh. <laughs> not, not because of him, obviously. Or, no, or it's because of the derecho. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, but I want to make a comment. Uh, first of all, there uh, Anamosa has is uh, they they broke ground up for their new gym. That's going to be a beauty. Oh, he he's, uh, say, likens it to the Williamsburg gym, which is one of my favorite in the entire. Oh state. wow, yeah. Here they're going to have a four lane track around the top of it. Uh, yep. That's uh, wow. surface on it, and then but he does a good job, and and that Anamosa uh, coaching staff to promote the girls, and then also the boys. The both of their their t uh, tournaments are very. Very high level, so uh, and, and most of the boys have much improved uh, this year. You know they've got some really good, uh, talented kids, uh, Wheeler and some others, um, I believe. But uh, give this—I'll give this mention this about Anamosa uh, uh, on the girls' side of things. I really think they were kind of ahead of the curve, and they did a really nice job once, kind of the. Uh, girls wrestling started to gain gain some steam i think they hit the hall i remember them having one of the bigger teams 
right from the get-go because I think they did a lot of footwork in the hallways to get girls to come out and really recruited girls to to join the program and give it a try. So kudos to Anamosa. I don't think they really get the credit they deserve that they were one of those teams or programs early on that really made a concerted effort to try to try to get it to grow and, and get kids out. Right. And so this is kind of that second wave for Anamosa because that group that you're talking about has, uh, Jonesy had told me that, that they've uh, graduated, you know, that, that group that kind of carried them through and now they're on their kind of their second wave, you know, so, uh, you know, to finish 10th in this tournament, no, you know, that's not anything to hang your head about uh, so right. that, you know, with a program that's kind of in the rebuilding stage, so to speak. Isn't that funny to say a girl's program's in the rebuilding stage? That's that early. Yeah. So, yep. Talking about those, so. Yeah. Uh, a couple other champs. Uh, Vinton Shellsbury had three. Ellie Weeds at 115. Bree Swenson at 120. And then 135 pounder Chloe Sanders. Uh, Kaylin Ro- uh, Roster uh, was a runner up at 145 for the Vikings. And then uh, Prairie's Mackenzie Childers, uh, returning state champion, um, won at 130 pounds. Mount Vernon had two champs, and uh, Kirsten Sward at 110, and then Libby Dix uh, at 190, um, I believe the state finalist a year ago for the Mustangs. Right. And a comment about that uh, 130 match between Childers and, and uh, she wrestled Lexi Peterson from Bettendorf oh, right. in the finals. And both of those girls uh, reached a milestone, 100 wins at that tournament. Really? So, uh, yep. So uh, that was kind of neat. 200 match winners uh, wrestling each other in the finals. Yeah, uh, especially on the girls' side. I know. I know it's just the second year of it being sanctioned, and they've been wrestling before that, and and uh, you know there are more competitions. But to to think that multiple wrestlers are getting past that 100 uh, win plateau on the girls' side is just another example uh, of how things are growing and and improving right so that was kind of neat the uh a, a couple of others that i would mention linmar had six place winners their highest was ava uh, hofer and and kate siri both finished third um jefferson's had three place winners and their high, highest was fourth josephine budadera and then oh. valley of course had a champ i'm guessing you can pretty much guess who that might have been at heavyweight brianna peach brianna peach yeah the pizza the, each family keeps on rolling, don't they? Oh man. And uh I I don't think they're done. I I want to say there's another sister that might be coming through the the pipeline there too. But boy, between Millie and Brianna, there's so they're very uh very talented uh competitors. Yes, they are. So I was at uh, the Bobcat Jerry Eckenrod Invitational um, on Saturday. Uh, you know, uh, still one of my favorites to to go to. Um, you always get some outstanding matchups um, and strong competition from all classes um, in there. And uh, it really shows, uh, you know, Don Bosco comes away with a team title at 221 points. Um, Joaquin Northwest was second at 212 and a half. And then kind of surprising, um, kind of not, but kind of, 
Independence coming away uh, with third place at uh, 202 and a half points. Um, you know, this was a team that talking to some Independence people before the, the holiday break that, you know, the beginning of the season when they dueled Decora, they were like, man, this is going to be a long year. We're not going to, we might not be 500. Um, but something's clicked. And even before the break, they showed a lot of uh, uh, a lot of improvement. Even though uh, they they dropped a duel to Benton um, right before the break, who's much improved too? They finished fifth, right behind, uh, um, in between Union Community, who is fourth, and West Delaware, who is sixth. Um, but Indy has just improved consistently throughout the season. Um, you know, they had a champ in Tyler Whelan. Um, at 144, Caden Kramer made the finals at 138, as did heavyweight Brady McDonald. Um, so a really good showing from Independence to get third in that field and have three in the uh in the finals. Union Community was fourth, um, as I mentioned, 171 and a half, uh, and had uh, a couple champs and 113 pounder Braden Bonesack and Caleb Olson, um, at 150, but. The, the individual matchup that really stands out, um, you had uh, Colfax Christensen of Waukee Northwest versus Jace Hedeman of Union Community. Uh, Colfax Christensen, a three-time state finalist, two-time champ. Um, Hedeman, a two-time champ um, in Class 2A and had been unbeaten until that match and Colfax Christensen wins 1-0 to hand him in his first loss of his high school career. But, man, uh, what a heck of a matchup. Um, heck of a match, even though it was only 1-0. Um, and Christensen coming away with a win. He is so tough on top. Uh, that was my biggest takeaway. He got right out in the second period. Scoreless first, right out in the second, and then escaped in the third. Um, but man, he is—he is tough, and two, two top uh, wrestlers going at it there in the finals at Benton. Yeah, that was the one that, that was obviously the marquee match of the day. And uh, I mean, with, with the low-scoring match like that, because you've got two multiple-time state champions, one one under un, unbeaten so far in his career, uh, you know, there's so, a lot on the line. So every little you know move is going to be uh, you know. Is going to be tense and that sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to back up to to uh, Independence. I don't know if you remember in our very first podcast. I I predicted Independence to be that sleeper team that might be able to really. I don't know if you remember that or not. So uh, I forgot. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, you're right on. Yeah. So far, hopefully, <laughs> Independence <laughs> had 13 place winners. So that in this tournament to have 13 place winners, that's a balanced team right there. And they're uh, I think they're a pretty young team too, if I remember right. And if not, I know they've got a real strong youth program that's coming in behind this group. So, uh, really, to them. so uh, future looks be... bright then for them. Yes, definitely. Yep. Um, looking at a couple other uh, uh, kind of standouts, Brendan Hang remains unbeaten at one sixty-five. He beat Andrew Kimball seven-zero in the finals at one sixty-five. Uh, to win his home tournament. I think that's always cool to see, um, you know, where the home team has a, a champ. 
Um, Brett Yakovic of West Delaware, one of two uh, uh, champions uh, for the Hawks. He beat Caden Kanak 7-1 in the 175 final. And then one to mention, Hayden Schwab. We talked uh, about Doug Schwab and you and I and the uh, the uh, college version. Here, Hayden Schwab of Don Bosco wins the 106-pound title. Uh, he, te- he had a 17-2 technical fall over Union's Koi Mailer, who is a ranked uh, wrestler in Class 2A. So a dominant performance there from Hayden Schwab. Right. Uh, and besides Hayden, who is a freshman, that uh, Don Bosco had two other champs that were freshmen. And, and maybe equally impressive is Dawson Youngblood at 132. Uh, you know, that's a tougher Didn't weight. Not, he was a freshman. Wow. And I'm not knocking anything with, with Schwab, but, you know, he is what he is. But typically those middle weight, middleweights are a little bit tougher than the – because you don't have as many seniors at 120, uh, 106. And then, uh, and then Kyler Salas – uh, at one one at two fifteen was a champion. He's also a freshman. He beat Colin. Is he really? So then, and then uh, they had two other champs. Uh, they being Don Bosco, Kyler Knack at, at to one uh, one fifty seven, and then Landon Fernandez at one ninety. So uh, Bosco and the reason I bring that up, they won two twenty one. Uh, and then they beat uh, Joaquin Northwest, who was second two twelve and a half. Just kind of see that separation there. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty good day by Bosco. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, and, and then you mentioned also Cedar Rapids Jefferson with a finalist, Colin Woods, who finished second to Salas uh, at 215. So um, high point there for the Jayhawks. Um, right. Jayhawks had, had uh, four medalists, had Woods, and then fourth was Bra- uh, Braden Curtis at 113. Fifth was uh, Kate Chisholm at 285. And then uh, Zayed Igram was seventh at 106. So and Braden, Braden Curtis also uh, had the fastest fall. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, 14. In the, uh, in the tournament, I believe, uh, 14 seconds. Yeah. So beat out Kofax uh, Christensen, who had two pins in 22 seconds. <laughs> wow. two, I, let, me, let me clarify that. That's two pins, both of them in 22 seconds before getting to the finals. So. Two 22 second pins, not not that they added up to 22 seconds, but two 22 second pins. So, you know, and then then he tops it off, tops the day off with the win over Hedeman in the final. So, big, no wonder he was voted outstanding wrestler of the tournament. So, right. And uh, I'm, not sure I can, I'm, not, I'm not sure I can tie my shoes in 22 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't. Unless I have Velcro. Maybe if I use Velcro. <laughs> but I also want to give a, a heads a, kind of a tip of the cap to uh, the Benton folks. I, I mean, they run that tournament so well. Um, you know, and they have a neat configuration where it's the five mats, uh, like the the die, um, like the die configuration. Um you know, and they run it well, and they kept things moving. They actually were ahead of schedule. Um, so uh, hats off to Matt Shannon, who does the track stuff, uh, Sean Fifner, the, the AD out there, um, and all the volunteers. They did a great job on Saturday, considering, you know, that's a huge tournament. And uh, 
lot of talented wrestlers going at it. Right. Fipner's a former wrestling guy. And uh, so he's done a nice job. He's been there for quite a while through the last uh, at least three coaches. If I'm counting right. I don't know. It's probably been more than that. <laughs> but uh, so he's done a nice job for sure in that in that group. They, I, I've been lucky to to go out there and uh, and uh, not only just work it as an official, but obviously coach there for quite a number of years. They do a good job. Uh, another uh, big tournament of note, uh, the Gary Curtis Invitational at Highland. Um, one of the reasons why this kind of stood out, you had number three, Alvernet, number two, Wilton, um, in the field at, at Highland. And uh, it was Alvernet that came away with a team title. Really impressive uh, uh, day. The Pirates scored 272 and a half points and beat uh, Wilton by 40 and a half. Um, that's 40 and a half over yeah. Wilton. Number, that's impressive. Right. Wow. You know, that's, uh, that, that's a, that's really separating yourself, um, from top competition. You know, this was a team that was ranked second and you're beating them by four, just about 41 points. They had, uh, six champs. Uh, Atlee DeWitt at 106, Rowdy Neighbor at 120, Tate Kufal at 126, Preston Klosterman and uh, Reese Klosterman at uh, 138 and 150, respectively, and then uh, 215 pounder Emmett Fleshman um, with, uh, with a really big day from him, um, given what uh, uh, the wins that he was able to have and who he placed in front of in that bracket, but uh, the Pirates, all business uh, down there at Highland. Right. And remember, we kind of talked about Don Bosco and how they did and with their five champs, was it? And then now Albernet's kind of why I was bringing that up so we can do a little comparison here. I know it's different tournaments, but, but uh, Albernet, who's, who is not on the, in the coaches dual rankings and they're due to come out here in another, the next round in another okay. four or five days. And uh, but they were ranked second in the last one. Wilton was ranked number one in the dual rankings, and Don Bosco must have been three, I guess. And then in some of the, I guess, tournament rankings, Bosco is number one. Albernet and Wilton are kind of two and three in there, and uh, and so I think Albernet's made a big statement here. And, and if you look at this, Albernet uh, beat um, Wilton four out of the five finals matches. So really. Yeah, so, so that's, head to head. Yeah, head to head. They, they, uh, Albert was so that's kind of a pretty good statement right there. You know, that Albert's got to be looking forward to tournament <laughs> tournament time right now. Uh, just want to me mention Emmett uh, Flashman, where uh, he had a nice win over Quentin Roca um, from West Branch, who's a solid two fifteen pounder there in Class One A. And then, uh, so he pins his way to the finals, had a pin over Roca in 435, had two sub-minute pins to open the, the day. And then he beat Evan Frankie of Muscatine. Uh, you know, the don't get a lot of publicity down there uh, from Muscatine, but they have some good individuals. Evan Frankie's one of those um, good individuals that uh, that they produce and – 
uh, it was Fleshman that uh, knocked off the top seeded uh, Frankie four to three in the finals. So uh, really good day there um, from him. So do I, I don't remember Fleshman uh, wrestling last year. He he was at Woodbury Central. Oh, he was a three years. He he was a three year starter. Um, I'm sorry, West Lyon, not Woodbury Central. He was a three year starter um, at uh, uh, West Lyon. Was a oh state qualifier last year. I can't remember if he placed last year or not. Um, I had that in a previous uh, uh, story, um, but they uh, they moved to Alburnett and um, he's been a big addition for the Pirates there at 215. Um, let me look here. Right, Albernette was kind of lacking in bodies even in the upper weights last year and and so for, for to have a good able body like that moving in, that's a huge addition to the team. Yeah, so he was a state qualifier last year at 195 pounds. Um, like I said, three-year starter, one-time state qualifier, had 103 victories in his first three seasons um, at West Lyon, um, and has come to come to Alvernet and really been a big contributor, right? For them, really solidifies the lineup. Like you said, kind of that upper weight uh, level. So Wilton um, had two champs in Mason Shirk at 113 and uh, Jordan Dusenberry at 144. They had six runners up, so they couldn't be happy about that, I'm sure. Right. Right. And that's uh, – I think the thing that stands out, you know, sometimes you can you can kind of oh, paint, a, paint a certain picture about, well, you know, it's there's a difference between tournament – wrestling dual dual wrestling i think the i think the thing that really stands out is what you mentioned about the head-to-head -head in the finals right um i think that's something that uh um you know might might kind of throw that aside as far as the you know well dual versus tournament saying well hey we faced you head-to-head -head and came out on top most of those matches that might be uh, kind of uh, might be indicative how the duel would go, right? And you you can you coaches can manipulate their lineup to get better matchups and kind of favor try to favor their 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 squad, but but uh, you know you just never you never know <laughs> matchups. But Albert proven pretty well. They did pretty good at the uh, was it the battle of is that where I'm wrong? A, a duel tournament uh, mm -hmm. earlier this year, and so. Um, I, they're proven both sides, and, and Wilton is a no slouch team. They're a good team, so right. We'll see how that goes. Come Wilton. Just want to mention that uh, West Branch's Cooper Gates uh, won a title at 165, and then uh, one other individual uh, finish of note: uh, Washington's Aaron Boone. Um, he improved to 25 and one. Uh, he's been a, a talented kid from the time he stepped into the, the demons 
wrestling uh, lineup as a freshman, but the junior beat uh, Brody Brisker of Wilton, 6-2 in the finals. So handed Brisker his first loss of the season. So uh, Boone, a uh, uh, nice victory there uh, for him at 132. Right, that's one of those other losses that Wilton had in the finals. So, uh, But quality wrestler, you know, you're losing to a quality wrestler there for sure. Um, let's switch to central Iowa here. Um, the Mendenhall in Ames, uh, that was held this last weekend. Um, we had some Gazette area teams over there, including Iowa city high Cedar Rapids Prairie to name a couple. Um, and, uh, uh city high, you know, with a decent showing, um, over there, uh, they got a couple champs in Kale Seaton and Kale Voinovich. Have have you have you made any ground on coming up with some type of Kale uh, tagline or? I have not. I have, motto. I, I got to get back to that with all three Kales there. You got Seaton <laughs> Voinovich, and then Kurtz was second again, and he uh, not again, but he was second. He lost again to Coy Davidson from Fort Dodge. In a five to two match, um, but Seaton pinned his way through the, the tournament and uh, just looked pretty darn good. Prairie uh, Prairie had a champ in Dylan Munson, and they had three thirds, so not a bad showing with with Prairie there. Uh, I've been to the Mendenhall went back when Jack Mendenhall was still the coach, and and uh, <laughs> he was such a nice man, uh, just a quality guy, and and ran, really ran a wonderful tournament. Had a great. Uh, coach's meal. It was a meal. It wasn't just to go into the coach's room or whatever. It was sit down oh, really? pies and everything. <laughs> he made sure that. Uh, just a wonderful guy. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Kennedy was also there. Uh, their second, they had eight place winners in there. Their highest was uh, second Colin uh, Falk. It was at, at 165. Oh, wow. So the, that's uh, something for the Cougars to build on there. Um. Any other uh, any anything else stand out to you uh, from last week before we move on to kind of the upcoming tournaments that that stand out here? Well, I'll just mention this that uh, in the Linmar duels that uh, oh. Lin Linmar won that over Mount Vernon. They beat Mount Vernon forty-seven to twenty-eight in that final match. Quick Creek Commando was third, uh, thirty-nine thirty with Xavier. So Xavier's got a good team this year. They're 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 competing for sure. Uh, because we know CCA is a good team. Uh, right. Pleasant Valley was fifth. They beat Western Dubuque 40 to 28. And then Lamar beat Marion 36 to 34 in the final round. So, uh, Marion, uh, one of those uh, teams that will have their home tournament this weekend, uh, as will uh, Cedar Rapids Jefferson. Um, and kind of a special, uh, special day. On on Saturday, with the uh, the Jayhawk, the fiftieth uh, Jefferson Jayhawk tournament. They're going to have some special things going on uh, Saturday to to commemorate that um, anniversary. Right, the first tournament was in nineteen seventy five, and I know that because I graduated in nineteen seventy four. So and uh, good, good. Jefferson had a good showing. Uh, I think they took second to in, in the 
Bill McNeil, former coach at, at Jefferson, wanted to put a quality tournament together. And that first tournament had only six teams as they were trying to get the back then there was 18 tournaments. You didn't have the big size tournaments. Oh, and, gotcha. Uh, so he's trying to get in the quality guys. I think he had to quality of some of his coaching friends and then also quality teams. Uh, I believe um, uh, did Dowling win that first one? I think maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, so he had some through the years, the, the guys that came in, the coaches that came in with their teams were, uh, and I don't know if they were in that first tournament, but eventually they were in it. Um, uh, Mick Pickford from Fort Madison, Bob Dara from Dowling, uh, Luters, uh, Bob Luters from Clinton, uh, um, Bettendorf, Frank Freeman from Bettendorf, Coach McNeil, Clyde Bean from City High, I believe. And, uh, you know, so just some good old coaches that, you know, most of them are Hall of Fame coaches <laughs> that brought in their their teams. So you mentioned some uh, some of the best in Iowa history there. Right now, one one side note is Bob Siddons was invited but was was not able to attend. I'm not sure why. But, you know, <laughs> oh, really? Well, the teams were were dodging the big boys, or if they had something else going on. <laughs> <laughs> Never accused coaches. Of, of dodging, but you know, when we were in high school, 1974, we wanted to wrestle them. And in, in, uh, so in our minds, we thought they were dodging us when they wouldn't wrestle us. <laughs> and then we beat them. So, so uh, one of the other things, they're bringing back three of the original uh, tournament champs from that uh, inaugural event uh, from Jefferson uh, Jim Ballvans, Jed Brown, and Tom Sadler. Uh, who I believe teammates of yours uh, on the championship uh, teams there at Jeff. Um, but they will be recognized uh, during the tournament as well. And when you think back of, uh, of some of the, the talent that's come through, obviously on the Jefferson side, ton of, ton of talent, including Mark Ironside, um, you know, uh, I think recently Ben Keeter, uh, some other uh, state talent, you know, uh, heck, I think you had, did you have the state finalists one year with Cody Caldwell from Waverly Shell Rock and Gustavo Martinez from Marshalltown right. um, wrestling uh, one year? And then, you know, they were in the same district. Um, okay, and then wrestled in the state finals, right? And then the bigger one, even than that, uh, at the time his name was Millage, and now is wrestling in oh. Minnesota. Block Blockus wrestling, yeah. uh, undefeated three at the time, three time champ. Am I remembering? Uh, anyway, uh, wrestling against uh, oh, geez, um, four time champ. Anyway, huge matchup. Just and it was the match was incredibly good. Uh, I'll go back to the very first season. Jefferson had a state champion that was not a champion at the Jayhawk. Oh, really? In Jim Comrie. So okay. So there you go. I mean, you don't have to go very far deep into that tournament history to <laughs> the very first one. <laughs> right. So. Right. And remember uh, Teskey Thompson, the uh, second and Teskey and, and and Millage the year before. Was okay. It? Back to back years. That's what I was trying to think of. Tusky, geez. 
Okay. What? Yeah. And, you know, uh, and that was, oh, I was trying to remember. Did Teske win at Council Bluffs and then Thompson at Jefferson, I think, maybe, or vice versa? But, yeah, that was the, you know, those are just some. Those are just right. some. You imagine 50 years of that. Because I know for you, personally, you took a lot of pride in kind of not necessarily just kind of reshuffling teams through, but bringing teams in from all over the state that would add, you know, Humboldt was there, Underwood. Um, you, you really made, yeah, Fort Dodge, who's part of the field again this year. But you, you really made a concerted effort to bring in top teams from all over, kind of continuing what Bill McNeil uh, established there uh, in the mid-70s. Right. So then we were able to build it to a 16-team or however many we, we could get. And I didn't want to just fill the the, 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 uh, the tournament with a team that was going to hang around for a while that was like a, maybe a, a, an MVC team that we saw a lot of you know, sure. a lot of the times. And then, uh, you know, actually Prairie used to be in it too. Uh, and are they back in it? Let's see it. Uh, they're not in it this year, but they've been in it in the past. And then City High has been. And, and anyway, so uh, – yeah, so it was. I tried to be selective, you know, just because I wanted this very eclectic uh, group, you know, all over the state, central, south, north, um, you know, a couple from Waterloo, even, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so we Marshalltown was in it, Boone was in it, you know, all, all through the years, just to get a, a good group. Albernet, of course, they're in it again, you know, still in it. Uh, right. So uh, it wasn't always just. 3A, though I think Albernette's the only team in it this year that's not 3A and watch, let's see if they win it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they could be, a, they certainly could be a contender. Here's the rundown of the teams that are there. You mentioned Albernette, Bondurant for our coming, coming over for, for this one. Um, that's a, that's a solid team. I believe they're top 10 team in, in 3A. Uh, you've got Boone, Cedar Falls, obviously Jefferson, Clinton, still in it. They've been in it for a while. Uh, Dallas Center Grimes, uh, we saw them at uh, the Atkinrod as well. They've got some good individuals, solid team. Uh, Devonport Central, Devonport North, Forest City coming all the way over. I believe that's a 2A school. Um, Fort Dodge, uh, as you mentioned, Fort Madison. Iowa City High that we talked about and and what they were able to do over at uh, Ames and they've got some high uh, high level talent um, Muscatine Pleasant Valley West Des Moines Valley uh, that's a good squad coming over uh, Waterloo East and then Waukee Northwest we just finished second to Don Bosco at uh, the Akinrod as well so uh, yeah another stacked field uh, there at Jefferson and very fitting. Um, for the 50th uh, um, Jayhawk. And uh, I think it's great that you guys honor, you know, I think Jefferson, as much as anybody uh, that I've seen, really does a great job of honoring and recognizing its past uh, uh, competitors and coaches and really celebrates the history of the program. Um, Maybe better than anybody else. Well, and you know, credit that to to head coach Rob Martin because I I don't have anything to do with it. I'm pretty far removed from Jefferson, right. <laughs> so 
that's his credit. But Rob was my assistant for 22 years and, and uh, was instrumental in helping us do a lot of those type things. So, um, you know, that's pretty neat. I know they're going to do a, a later on in the month as well, a, 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 a um, um, military uh, salute. Uh, and and uh, they're going to rededicate the trophy case to a couple of fallen Jefferson wrestlers from the Vietnam War that, that the trophy case was originally built with their memorial money, I think, or for them anyway. And uh, so that's a pretty neat deal there as well. So kudos to Coach Martin and his and his group for, for doing that. Well, for sure. Uh, and you're going to be there too as well, correct? <laughs> yeah, by accident, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, default or whatever. I am roughing the, the term. I have, I've roughed it for uh, four or five years now. I don't know, something like that. So... Um, just want to mention the Metro has one other tournament too, the Lloyd Schaefer Marion Invitational, uh, named after the late uh, former coach um, there at Marion. Um, Atlantic, Benton Community, we've mentioned how Benton has really, uh, really improved this season. They've got uh, one of their better teams of, um, of all, you know, for a long time. Uh, Cedar Rapids, Kennedy, Grinnell, Jessup, Keokuk, Hawaii's Muscatine, Maquoketa, Marion, of course, Monticello, North Lynn. Uh, they welcome in Oakley High School out of Kansas, I believe, uh, um, close to Kansas City, that Overland Park, um, Blue Valley area. Uh, then you've got Williamsburg, Wilton, who we talked about, who uh, uh, got second to Albernet. Last weekend, and then Cedar Rapids Xavier, who's uh, well improved as well. So a nice field out there at uh, Marion on Saturday. Um, the other one that really stands out, uh, the Ed Haydenfeld at Solon, um, that's being held this uh, this weekend as well. That's always a, a good tournament. A lot, of, a lot, some smaller schools. Um, out there, some of the WAMAC uh, programs involved, including Center Point Urbana, Clear Creek Amana, um, East Buchanan is there. Of course, they've got uh, a couple of really good individuals, and Cody Fox at heavyweight, and then Tanner Torn um, as well. Dyke New Hartford, Iowa City Liberty, um, Iowa Valley, Lisbon, North Cedar, uh, North Scott, Pella. Solon, of course, and then uh, Vinton Shellsburg, West Branch, who's had a strong season um, in 1A, and then West Liberty as well, who had a finalist at uh, Benton uh, in Caden Wheelie. So um, that's the name a lot of West, West Liberty fans will, will recall, Jeff Wheelie. Um, so a uh, strong field at the Haydenfelt as well. Right, and the Solon has, they put an addition onto their gym, and boy, they've got a great setup. I think they have three mats in the main gym, two in that auxiliary gym, and one up in the wrestling room, so. Oh, they, wow, so they go six mats. So it's, uh, it's, it's uh, they run a good tournament as well. Uh, any other parting shots or anything to uh, mention here before we sign off for, for this week? No, 
I'm, I'm good, but I always have to hope that I don't screw up our tagline at the end. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, someday I'm bound to do that. So Thursday will be at Xavier Prairie. That uh, that should be a fun one. Um, MFL Marmac also has their, their tournament uh, this weekend. They'll Sage Duels going on, so keep an eye out for that. And of course, we'll recap a lot of that next week as well. Uh, for Dick Briggs, want to give a shout out to our, our weekly producer, uh, Nathan Ford, who always uh, helps us out. Um, you know, so you guys, thanks for watching us and letting us uh, be able to do this and and talk uh, college and high school wrestling uh, together for you guys. The biggest uh, the biggest reason why is we do it for wrestling. So, Coach Briggs. Uh, why don't you uh, close this out and we'll see everybody next week. Let's keep wrestling on the move. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.